the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Hello and welcome to it. Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. It's normally a very quiet day in the wonderful world of... Rugby League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, Pete, what was that? I hardly heard you. Rugby League. That's better. But there's plenty of stuff going on tonight. Scotty Sattler, hello. How are you going? I'm very well. Very well. I uh, had a big day today, uh, Woogie. I, a friend of mine's mother passed away. The funeral was in beautiful Stanthorpe. Yep. So I jumped in the car early this morning. I whizzed out there, and uh, which is about sort of three and a half, four hours. And then, um, yeah, stayed for the service, jumped in the car and whizzed straight back. But I've got to say, I haven't driven out that way through Warwick and Stanthorpe for a number of years. Beautiful part of the world. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. What's the name of the Fassifern uh, footy team? Oh, Fassifern. They've got a good name. Someone will tell us. 0457 736 736. Actually, you Google that whilst I'll tell you what's coming up on today's show. Um, late last night, you and the rats, Matt Rogers, I'm going to talk about him later on, uh, caught up with Corey. Fassifern P- Bombers. That's it, the Fassifern mm. Bombers. Uh, caught up with Corey Pakes from the Broncos, the number nine, well, sometime number nine mm. for the Broncos. Uh, we've got a hot topic coming up as well, but it looks like Wayne Bennett's uh, dipped into the Raiders again, uh, Broncos again. He's Raid on the Broncos. They've signed John Plaff. Uh, son. Uh, son of John Plath, I should say, Max Plath, yep. on a three-year deal. So there you go. He Good spent player. He spent 12 weeks training with Brisbane and was set to join the top squad through origin period. So he will be there, obviously. Is he going straight away or at the end of the year? No, or? I think he's going next year. Right. Mm. He's a good player, is he? He's a really good player. He played in the premiership winning, I think it was Winner Manly, uh, Winner Manly side for their, their Colts in the Host Plus Cup. And um, he's a very good player, really good halfback, real good controlling half, a lot quicker than his dad. Um, but in saying that, he's, he's actually a really good signing for the Dolphins. Now, not knowing a lot about Brisbane Rugby League, was his old man a good player? His father was a really good utility player. We're talking about Corey Pakes. Yep. He was the Mr. Fix-It for the Broncos through two premierships, 92-93. I think he played in their Super League premiership in 97. I don't remember him. Yeah, he just flew under the radar. But he was, he was one of the first players picked for Wayne Bennett. Yeah, right. Each and every week because he just he filled in at halfback, lock forward, centres, hooker, whatever it may be. Yeah, so he, he won a couple of comps with the Broncos. Uh, this phrase is popping up again uh, this week. It's going to happen for about four or five clubs. Uh, Wayne Bennett coaching against his old team. Uh, this mm-hmm. time it's the Bunnies. Uh, the Dolphins playing them Thursday night. We'll have coverage, of course, on SCN League with yourself. You'll be calling your first game of the year. In fact, we'll be doing Sports Day from there uh, tomorrow, but yep. um, uh, any tricks up his sleeve? A big in for him. Jesse Bromwich returns. Yeah, he, it is a big in. He had for a him. throat infection, didn't yeah, he? Even though that, um, yeah, he was. He was just out for sickness last week. But um, yeah, you know, it's the Dolphins have surprised everyone, and they really need to do that over the the first few weeks to try and garnish a lot of those fans that weren't quite sure. They've been able to get a lot of those people on board now. Even though Thursday night is not a great night for family to go to the rugby league. It's school holidays. Yeah, you're right, actually. It is too. Yeah. School holidays. Yeah, so I expect a really big crowd because South Sydney have a massive Queensland supporter base. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have Aria, my daughter, in the commentary box with you as well. Mm. So make sure you keep your eyes out. <laughs> She's gunning for you. In fact, let's be honest, she'll take a few sandwiches. Uh, a couple no of bottles. food. They're, they're meant to cater. No, we don't get cater. 
We don't get catering when we no, call we're in a com- No, we're in a commentary box, not the corporate box. Oh, we're in the commentary box. Yeah, yeah. So oh, we've got a nice. couple of stale triangle sandwiches. No, the food's really good in the media section yeah. at Suncorp. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. um, so should just be there to raid that and then leave again. Um, quick question. And, and Cohen, Daddy Vass has chucked this up as a question. If you could re-sign only Dylan Edwards or Jerome Luai, who would it be at the Panthers? Both players can negotiate with rival clubs from November 1, and Penrith might have trouble fitting both into the salary cap. Just I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Dylan Edwards. Well, they've lost Stephen Crichton to the Bulldogs, so there's anywhere from 800000 upwards off their books. Um, they've signed Lenu, They've signed Leota, James Fisher-Harris. Uh, they've signed all their key players. So, And Cleary takes up you know, 1.1 million of their salary cap. But funnily enough, they don't have, for a team that's so good, they don't have a lot of seven, like a Melbourne Storm, who have got your, your Harry Grants and your, and your Cameron Munsters. And, and those sort of players that are taking up large chunks of their salary cap. They've been able to manage their salary cap with players that have come through their junior reps and have stayed at the club for a lot less than what they'd get at other clubs. So who would, come on, pick one. Uh, who am I picking? I'm picking uh, – I'm taking, yeah, Dylan Edwards. I reckon he is the best fullback in the game. Yeah, well, he's not. But in, well, you, What? No, he's not. He's won a couple of premierships. Yeah. He's Mr. Reliable. Yeah. He's always in the right place. Mm-hmm. Scores tr- – a great attacker. Yep. I think I think he's better than Teddy. <laughs> yeah. He's a good player, but he's a very – You don't very... think he's better than Teddy? No, no, no way in the world. Wow. I reckon Dylan Edwards is the best halfback right now in the game. Well, he plays fullback. I mean, <laughs> fullback. Sorry, fullback. <laughs> no, but um, no, Teddy will go down as one of our, our great. No, no, I don't fullbacks. care about one of our greats. I'm talking about right now in the game. Yeah, no, Ted. If you had to, you had to ask a hundred people in rugby league, um, whether yeah. they, they'd have Tedesco or El- Edwards. Yeah, I reckon ninety five percent would go with because Teddy. Edwards flies under the radar. Yeah, yeah. I'd pick him first. Mm. I'd have him before. I'd have him before Latrell, and I'd have him before um, Teddy. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. But in saying that, um, he is the glue that holds that team together. And Tick. and before they started winning comps two years ago, he was always seen as – and I was one. I thought, oh, your fullback's got to be a guy that can score anywhere from 15 to 20 tries a year if you're going to win the comp. Now, he doesn't do that, and he's really bucked the trend. He's just that fullback that is – I'll tell you who he's a lot like. Our old colleague, Gary Belcher. Laurie Daly used to always say we would have never won comps without Badge because he was like another coach on the field and he just held us all together on the field. Tim Sheens on our show said when Steve Walters used to say, when Laurie Daly's calling the ball and Ricky Stewart's calling the ball, who do I pass it to? He said the side that Gary Belcher's on. There you go. So Dylan Edwards is really like a Gary Belcher. Not blistering. Big price. Yeah, not blistering speed, but enough to get get themselves out of trouble, but also enough to create a lot of a lot of concerns for the opposition. He's an outstanding player. And if I had the choice between both he and Luai, I'd yeah, I'd, I'd probably take Edwards. That's how important he is. Anyone can play outside Cleary. Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. <laughs> all right, don't fight with me because you fought with Rat yesterday, all right? Corey Pakes, uh, the sometimes number nine, utility, best way to describe him. Yes. For the Broncos. Uh, he joins you and Rat next here on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. 
Another set restart. They went on too long. Corey Pakes will get there. Corey Pakes scores for Brisbane. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to watch this young man, our guest on Sports Day, through his, his schoolboy years. He's a very good halfback. He's made the transition to hooker. He's still only 23 years of age, mm. Matt. He's got so much rugby league to play. And he, at the moment, is the Brisbane Broncos utility uh, hooker and a bit of um, fix it in all areas. Corey mm. Pakes joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Corey? Yeah, good, guys. Thanks for having me on. First and foremost, I love where you're from. It's one of my favourite places in Australia, Toowoomba, up mm. on the ranges. Do you, do you get home much at all? Uh, I tend to. I mean, every now and again when, um, yeah, obviously you get a bit of time. But, um, you know, it's a great place, Toowoomba. Um, obviously a real good breeding ground for some uh, rugby league players that have um, obviously gone on to do things in the NRL. So, um, you know, it's a, great, it's a great place to be. And, um, you know, there's great systems in place there now. As I was saying early on, Corey, I was fortunate enough to watch a fair bit of you through schoolboys and went through the schoolboys in the halfback position. And then all of a sudden you make the transition to hooker, um, 35 games into your career now. When you first made that transition, were you all up for it or were you very apprehensive at first? Yeah, it's, um, it was a big move. Obviously, um, you know, I've only been known to halfback my whole my whole um, sort of junior career, and that's sort of what I knew, and I based my game each each and every day and every week when I went out in the park to play in that position. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a shock, but um, as you probably know, like if the coach wants you to do something, you just you just get on and you know, get the job done. So um, yeah, it was a bit standoff at the start, but um, certainly now um, loving my time at Hooker, I've um, yeah, really enjoyed. It. I think it's the way the game's going now. It's, um, you know, it suits me, uh, obviously, with the speed around the ruck and, um, yeah, just like getting in there amongst it with all the big boys and, um, yeah, it's all good fun. Hey, Corey, you, you, you've got a, a nouse for the try line, mate. When you, get, when you get close, you seem to be able to sniff it out. What are you looking for there? Are you looking for some tired forwards, quick play the balls? What is it that you're sort of looking for most to get over that try line? Yeah, I don't know. I suppose I, I sort of pick out um, whether you're catching uh, defenders napping and you can sort of see it making eye contact with guys. Um, I do try and pick out the bigger blokes where I can sneak under the legs and try and get a cheeky one there. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a mixture of little things, really. It's just identify it. And, um, you know, obviously 35 games in now, I'm starting to slow slow it down in my mind and understand and, and pick my right times to go. So, um, mm. yeah, obviously, yeah, just learning that on the, on the go, it's um, pretty important. Yeah, now, mate, you, you, you're playing, a, a like Sat said, a bit of a sort of a utility role. You're on the bench um, you know, you're coming on and replacing Billy. Do you see that role yep. as as one that fits you right now, or is it, or are you fighting to get that starting spot, or, or do you feel like you're comfortable in that position? Because it sometimes looks like in teams, someone's suited better for a certain part of the game. Are you happy to come off the bench and do what you're doing right now? Or is it this, the number nine jersey something that you're looking for? Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got to drive me, and I'm, you know, obviously not satisfied where I'm at the moment. Um, you know, at the start of the preseason, I really wanted to knuckle down and get the nine jersey. Obviously, it hasn't uh, come around yet, but it doesn't mean I'm going to sit back and, you know, um, be comfortable in the position I am now. Mm. Um, Kevin's gave me a simple role and uh, obviously to come off the bench and eject a bit of spark around the ruck and um, obviously mainly just get my defence right and I feel like I've, I've nailed that area uh, to start the season. Um, but yeah, certainly, um, yeah, hopefully to, to get the nine jersey, you know, that's, that's what I want and um, at the end of the day, players want to start and um, not everyone can start, but... Um, but for this for this uh, time now that um, I'm coming off the bench, yeah, I'll just do my job. So. Yeah. 
Now, Corey, when I was playing, I was what they called a small forward, playing in the lock position. But I played against some forward packs, and they just kept rolling through set after set, big men. And the Broncos back then, they just had this huge forward pack. Now, you got the best view in the house. You're standing in the front line. You're seeing these big forwards run. Is there a forward pack that you play against that you just think, here they come again? Or is there one player playing in the hooking position that is just really hard to handle? Oh yeah, obviously. Um, obviously, when the the bunnies do get on a on a roll, Damien Damien Cook's pretty hard to handle, and um, obviously Harry Grant as well at the Storm. So um, you know, as you said, when the forwards get on a um, a roll, on it's yeah, it's very hard to sort of defend because you know once it's you lose one, it's sort of a domino effect. You can't really um, win the playable, so you got to really focus in that area. Um, yeah, certainly playing behind Pano and Paddy and Flex yeah. and the kind uh, at the Bronx. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you know, having those those guys by your side, and obviously an attack and defence. So um, it's pretty scary because we're all we're all still young, and yeah. I think the average age at the Bronx is twenty three, twenty four. So um, plenty of footy uh, for the boys in front of them. Yeah, you certainly put the competition on notice with your performances this year, mate. I, I got to ask you, how is the mood in the camp? In the last three weeks, I'm sure that you know the coach wouldn't have been wrapped with with your performances you got pushed by the dolphins which is a team you probably would have liked to have beat a little bit more comfortably and and the dragons i mean they were they were rolling free in the first half there and you had to come out and really stand up in the second half and then you, you sort of got rolled over on the weekend by the raiders what's kevy's message to the team and and how are you getting back up because you got a big match this week against the titans yeah for sure i think um as you mentioned those last three weeks we've tend to be sl- slow to start the game and um you know obviously we're probably fortunate that we have some pretty freaks outside backs that can pull something out of nothing to get us home. So, um, but yeah, certainly on the weekend again, missed the start of the game, and I suppose we went away from all, all the little things that we were doing right um, to the previous, you know, first two rounds where we were just, you know, the attention to detail and um, I suppose the little efforts were there, but you know, when it came down to the crunch, it, it sort of disappeared in a way. And um, I feel like yeah, if we just get back to what we know we can play, what brand of footy. You know, Kevy sort of said at the start of this week that, um, you know, he wants us to be more patient with the ball and um, don't get sick of doing the boring stuff because at the end of the day it does work. So, um, yeah, I think just worrying about ourselves um, going into this week's game, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, your composure wins your games. Now, Tommy Flegler out, of course, with a... Um with a head injury. Mm. Now, uh, Kobe Hetherington comes in. So I was fortunate enough to play with, with his dad, Jason Hetherington. You did at Origin. I did. Matty too, as yeah. well. Now, he was one of the toughest yep. men on the field, as is Kobe. Is Kobe much like his father also, where he's also team entertainment? <laughs> Very dry humour. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bit of that in him, old Kobe. He's um, a yeah, cheeky bugger. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, no, he's back in this weekend and um, you know, be a good addition to the side. He's... Um, he brings great leg speed. He's a tough nut, and he um, gets through a lot of work. So I know um, Kobe really well, and he's he's pretty keen to put the jersey back on. He's probably been a bit unlucky the last few weeks, obviously, with us winning and, and whatnot, but he gets his opportunity this week, and, um, yeah, I think he'll grab it both hands. Yeah, good stuff. 7.35 this Saturday, the Broncos travelling down to the Gold Coast to play the Gold Coast Titans. You've been playing great footy, uh, Corey. It's uh, love watching you play, and you're in a very exciting forward pack, so can't wait to see how the rest of 2023 goes. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Time to get into some footy news. Building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. Um, I see your old mates from NRL 360, Kenty. Is, is it, it's calling... Who's he yelling? No, actually, I've got to say, I, I watched yelling? the replay on Monday or yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Lara Pitt was on. Yeah. Dan Ganane was hosting last week. Did a good job, actually. Oh, Lara Pitt came on after Monday night, for, after Monday of footy. Okay, so... Yeah. Lara was on, and I've got to say, everyone was really nice to each other. Yeah, that's good. Slide Lara's the, bringing them in the It's like they had a lobotomy, every one of them. Mate, he's calling for um, players' contracts and all that to be made public. Mm. Oh, look, this comes up every year, around about the same time. Around about the same time. And come on, please. I, I, I've, I think it's my opinion on this mm. is that it's, it's no one's business it's no one's business whatsoever. And, Kenty, how would you like, and all your journo mates at NRL 360, how would you like all of your salaries to be made public? Why is it your well, business? I think they would be, wouldn't they? Because News Corp are a listed company. No, you'd, only executives. Mm. Only executives get made public, right? So why do you need to know? Is it because you want to cross-check yep. that everyone's within the, now, the, the salary I'm cap? I'm going to say... I always thought, no, don't need to. Who cares? Don't meddle in anyone else's business. Um, but when you're in, when you're in a, a profession or an industry, I suppose that there, the integrity of whatever is always being questioned, and it's always a an industry or you know a sport. Let's say rugby league, AFL, whatever it is, that is um, that is in the best interest of not only just the people that work for them, but also mm. people who support it. And people who throw money into it, whatever it may be, but just for, I'm starting to think now for integrity purposes because we're constantly questioning the integrity of clubs and and salary caps. I think we probably need to now because at the end of the day, the media usually aren't too far away when it comes to because they talk to managers. How much is Jason Woogie Matthews on the front row for the <laughs> for the um, the entire front row the Brisbane Broncos? And they'll say, oh, he's on seven fifty or whatever it may be. Too much, I think. But, you mean $7.50 an yeah, hour. Yeah. $750,000. <laughs> you know, the media aren't too far away. So, you know, what the media want to see and what I think there's a, a, a small portion or a small corner of fans want to see also is some transparency about... about um, Rubbish. Is something else to talk Rubbish. about. But, yeah, but, but no, it's none, of, it's none of our business how much they earn. And again, if we want to talk about integrity... Let's get journalists to put their their salaries out yeah, there for for rugby league players. This is what's wrong. But that's not but that's not of interest to anyone. Where a rugby league player, because it's entertainment, I don't care. It's like a movie. Uh, how much did the Rock get paid for a movie? I couldn't give a stuff. Yeah, but you'd still read it. No, no, but I'm not interested in what these players earn. The NRL manage that. Oh, I think you offline. would offline. I don't care, mate. I think you would be because it doesn't matter whether we whether we would publish it or not there's still going to be debate around how much a player is getting paid or how much he is worth. It's caused by grubby journalism. We're only feeding the fire, no, no, mate. We're putting petrol on the, the media, fire. The media aren't too far away from it. They talk to managers. Okay, well, then let them play around with that then. They talk to managers. So whether we publish it or not, like I said, I was never a big believer of it, but I'm thinking just to, base, to make it sound. transparent and, and try and 
yeah, not question the integrity of the game. We've got really good governance, the best way it possibly can be around third-party deals so players aren't getting boats and cars. So leave it at that. Leave it at that. Why do, we, why do journalists need to know how much players are earning? They don't need to know, mate. Because when it's made transparent, the people who are signing checks and giving away things are a little bit more apprehensive when there's more eyes on it. There's more governance. Well, you think they're more... They're, seriously, you think they're going to be more careful if poor Kent knows how much they're earning as opposed to the NRL integrity no, unit? there's a greater mass of people that are aware of the, you know, the, the monetary operations Please. of a player or a club. So, Well, then just well, tell them, give them a figure so, and shut them up. So what I'm saying is that if we published it, we'd still debate it. Okay, do you think if then... We, if we didn't publish it, the media are still on the money anyway because oh. they talk to managers. Okay, and so we're we still don't need gonna, to. And we're still going to debate it. Okay, then you know, we the come clubs, back, we the come clubs back, won't be transparent. They'll just give them a figure. We come back to the same argument even if we do or we don't. Well, don't do it. I don't care if grubby – I'm not calling Paul Kent a grubby journalist, by the way, but there are grubby journalists out there. And I don't give a stuff if they want to know. If they, are they the almighty? They're the gatekeepers of everybody's welfare when it comes to NRL. No, shut up. We're in the same pool. But I don't. But we're not. Uh, I don't care. You well, don't normally care. You've well, gone to the dark side. Well, we all talk of a about it because it's content. We do not. We're doing it now. Unless we're talking about <laughs> Brooks's <laughs> salary, which is way too high. But anyway, moving on. Who? Brooks. From oh, West Luke Brooks, yeah, yeah. Mm. way too high. Uh, anyway, that's uh, what do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And also, is our text number what? This is on the back of Ricky and Jack Whiten because yeah, yeah, you know, we've had players in the past that have gone to clubs. Yep. Um, and when they've been offered a lot less money, H- hold off on that. Let's talk about that in the last blast. Right, sure. I want to okay. talk about that then. Uh, make sure you're Queensland covered. Search Suncorp Insurance for a quote today. That's the Sun Suncorp. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> Suncorp Spirit. Uh, more news on the way next. This is uh, Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Sports update. Uh, drive your way to win with Blunston. Uh, huge blow at Belmore. Villy Army Kikau has ruptured his peck at training yes. and will face eight weeks on the sideline. Going to surgery. So that's Fox and Kikau. They're big outs. They are huge. Any chance against the Eels on Sunday? Oh, well, I've picked them against the Eels. Well, if they Eels play any way they did against the West Tigers, yeah, the Bulldogs will kill them. And that's the reason why I think, again, I think the Eels get a little bit too full of themselves after a win. When you really look back on that win, it's not a great win against the West Tigers. The Tigers tried really hard. But, yeah, Viliami kick out. That's a huge out. That's both he and, as you said, Josh Adokar, two of their strike players, out for anywhere from eight to ten weeks. That's huge. Well, in the game against South. They had 11 of their 30-man squad unavailable yep. through injury. Yep. That's and, and now this is an even bigger blow. Now it comes back to your your playing group. How mm. strong are they as a unit, as one playing unit? So, um, Kevin Sorrell, he's a, he's, a, he's a good coach. He'll find something. He'll get something out of it. They them. were ordinary against South in that second and half. And that's another reason. I just think I think they'll hit back. Okay. Mm. Uh, Warriors half, Tamari Martin will miss eight weeks with a fractured fibula. And teammate Wayne Egan will miss the Cowboys clash due to HIA protocols. Well, this is the game against the Newcastle Knights. Tamari Martin nearly went for a, through for a try. Newcastle player come across in cover, landed on the back of his back of his ankle, the back of his heel. A lot of people are getting charged with hip drops, whatever it may be. It's unfortunate, and 
players have missed a lot more weeks for worse, but it's part of the game. It's unfortunate that Tamara's going to be out for eight weeks because he's been really good. Mm. And Anthony, I hate this. I really hate reading this stuff. Mm. But Anthony Griffin has a month to prove himself at the Dragons or be shown the door. I don't, is that a statement released by the club? I don't know. Or is this more grubby journalism, particularly someone from from a certain newspaper in Sydney mm. who's had it in for Anthony Griffin since day dot? You know, I one minute we hear that he's got to apply for his the coaching role. Now he's got four weeks, whatever it may be. Um, you know what? If they don't think Anthony Griffin's going to be the man, whether they win the next four out of four games, they just need to pull him in and say, Anthony, it ain't working out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, we either let you play the season out or we try and work out some sort of exit strategy over the next four or five Mate, weeks. There are people outside of the club who don't want him there. Mm. And there's been you – know, you know who I'm talking about. And there's been a campaign for a long time yep. for him not to be there. And they'll try and position someone who's an ex-player, um, someone who hasn't yeah. had any experience as a head coach. Or a co- colleague who's working for the same organisation. Or you, you know, they're a historical club, a proud historical club with a strong mem- membership base. There's immense pressure on whoever's going to go in there because of their history, their successful history. They need an experienced coach that's never had anything to do with the club that can go in there and rattle some cages right. and not be influenced by the board. What do you think of this idea from Laurie Daly and Gus Gould that Des Hasler's the man. Come on, that's ridiculous. Who's <laughs> throwing in there? Well, but, he knows what success looks like and he, he rattles cages. But so you agree? That's a good suggestion? I think he needs to be a candidate. Um, but Anthony Griffin is has got the same approach <laughs> Absolutely. as what Des Hasler is. He'll rattle cages. He'll make you upset and uncomfortable when, you, when sometimes we don't feel like it. You've either got to accept it and be mentally and psychologically tough or you go and sit in the corner and cry. Mm. Desi Hasler, I don't know whether he's the same sort of coach, but he comes from the same sort of same sort of fabric as Anthony Griffin. What do you think? 0457 736 736. I oh, think it's disgusting chat. And again, yeah. these, this is coming from an area where you want these journalists to know how much money people are earning. Show the guy some respect who is one of the nicest men you'll ever meet in rugby league off the field. And he's a good coach. He's a good coach. He's not getting results. We know that. But in saying But he that, doesn't put the boots on every week, mate. Yeah. You know, Benny Hunt was one of the best players on the field last week. Yep. And straight after that loss to the Gold Coast, they're saying... You know, what's going on with the, the Dragons? What went on last week is that Ben Hunt, one of the most experienced players and made best players, mistake. made a mistake defensively, and he's the first to own it. He did let the slowest half in football run past him, though, yeah. and score a try. That had hurt. Who had a broken hand at had the same broken... time. <laughs> That's right. Good on you, sexy. Uh, win a Triton you with Blunston and Totally Workwear. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. A long ball for Kerr. As it bounces off the surface, Kerr nips in. The mistake by Williamson. And Sam Kerr strikes again. And the Matildas have the lead. In the second as Kerr peels off to the right. Finding space. Vines in the middle. Back post arriving. Grant deflected. And Charlie Grant 
has her first ever Matilda's goal. The 21-year-old can scarcely believe it. Yeah, well done to the Matildas winning early this morning against England. 2-0. That's a massive win. 99 days out from the World Cup. Jeez, I wish it was during the World Cup. But I'm concerned about the Accor Stadium. Why? Well, Josh had a car. The way the chunks of turf came out when he did his ankle, that's concerning that we're going to host the biggest female sporting event in Australia's sporting history. And Accor Stadium is is terrible at the moment. Can we just enjoy the moment before you... Can, okay, so on the back of this, this is a massive win because... Mm. England, who are currently – America are first ranked in the world. England, I think, are fourth. Australia, about eighth in the world. To go over there and beat them 2-0 on their home turf in front of a big crowd as well, uh, this is just a massive coup for Australia leading into the World Cup. It sends a real message to, to a lot of the other countries. Sam Kerr was outstanding again yep. at scoring that first goal, as you heard. Uh, the win came at a cost, though, with Tamika Yallop, Sydney FC star – Courtney Vine and Sam Kerr all limping off with leg injuries. We are 99 days out from the World Cup, thank goodness. Mm. It's not in a couple of weeks' time, so I think they'll be fine. I think Australia got two more games to play or one more game to play before the World Cup. Yep. Brilliant stuff. A lot of them about not playing your best players, about trying to get some of your bench players as well. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Celebrate the biggest year of women's football, the Liberty A-League Grand Final. Search A-League tickets. Break time. When we come back, last blast on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day. Certainly is. Uh, welcome back uh, to it. Before we go, Sats, just quickly, we're chatting about um, uh, Ricky Stewart and uh, you might want to turn your microphone on, yep. and Jack Whiten uh, earlier on. Now, tell us about this story. So this is on the back of, you know, there's these calls from some quarters around trying to publish players' contracts and how much they earn. Um, and this is on the back of a lot of clubs that have, have always been really sceptical of, of why they, why some of their players leave their club and go to another club for less money and why the NRL accepts it. Why do they register a contract? So I'll give you an example. Anthony Milford signed at the Brisbane Broncos for his first year mm. for less money than what the Raiders offered him. Oh, Ricky couldn't believe it. Yeah, so the argument to that is, yeah, but if you go to Brisbane, there's a lot more opportunities off the field than there is in the nation's capital. And that's true, but you've also got to work on the personality of the player. Anthony Milford is not a player that wants to crave being in the media or doing public, you know, doing public appearances. He's a quiet, introverted kid. At that stage, he was only mm. really young. Um, Weather's better. Yeah, so there's all those factors that, that play a role. Family. Family, we're in Brisbane. Yep. So um, this is why he threw in... Um, a little bit of a shot around what happened with Milford and what's going on currently with Jack Whiten. Mate, I don't want to lose Jack Whiten the way we lost Milford as a player to the Broncos years and years ago. And that's what he's alluding to, that we offered more money to Anthony Milford and they've done that to Jack Whiten. They've offered him $1.1 million. They've thrown a shot over the bow, not only to his management, to every other club, that if you want him, you've got to pay more than one. $1.1 million. Because if he ex- well, you don't need to. It's up to Jack White and what he wants. Yeah, there is. But there's also there's also a, a bandwidth on, on every player now. So 
if Jack Whiten on the open market, he may be worth minimum eight hundred fifty, nine hundred thousand. Yep, get it. And anywhere to the ceiling or whatever. What he wants. So if he accepts anything under that, the NRL won't register it. So this is what Ricky's playing games here. He's, he's more or less just saying to the NRL, hey, listen, you're on notice here because we've offered him 1.1 for four years. But he, that doesn't make it the low end though, does no, it? No, it doesn't. But if he accepts anything that's substantially less than that and you register it, well, you need to have a good hard look at yourselves. Now, it's not saying... But that, isn't this free trade? It's not saying that Ricky's right. It's just that he's... He's just firing. Oh, he's we just know firing what he's doing. Yeah, we know yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. He's just saying you're all on notice. Yeah. What they've done with Jack is the right thing. They've thrown the kitchen sink at him, and if a club is going to pay more than Canberra, it means that it means that one they've got 1.1 million to go and sign a really yep. good player, and the club that signs him may have to get rid of two other players, which weakens them and their depth. So there's there's a lot of war, I reckon there's a lot of war games that get played around around signings and salary. If cap. he's gonna go somewhere, I think it's southeast Queensland. So it won't be the Bronx, right? Not with Ezra Man. Well there's right? not well there's not too many clubs that can afford him. Well the Titans might be able to. The Dolphins can. And the Titans might be able to. Because remember it, are we talking about for twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five? Well he's got an option for to get out of next year's contract at Canberra. Right, okay. Let's say he stays at Canberra next year, takes 2025. He could end up at the Titans, replace Foran. Mm. Well, Foran's not on big – Foran's on $300,000. Yeah, but there's a few other players there as well. Mm. You, I mean, there's a bit of time between now and 2025. Plus, the salary cap's going to go up. Yep. Don't well, forget it that. It won't go up a lot. It'll go up a little bit, but – What, about 20% maybe? Eh, probably not that much because they have gone up substantially yeah. – uh, substantial a lot now for this yep. year. So – um, yeah, it's interesting to keep an eye on. He, you're right. He's done. He's done. He's got oh, yeah. on the front foot. He's putting everyone on notice. Nate, trust me. I, I was doing sideline in Canberra, and he would tell anybody who listened what he thought of the Milford deal going mm. to the Broncos, and he was saying all sorts of stuff that you can't even repeat. And there was a lot of yeah. You know, with Milford, there was homesickness, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, there's a legitimate case in in some players but yeah uh, yeah no good point yeah but um yeah yeah watch this space yeah very interesting well played rick uh we've got to go uh, this has been a wednesday night we'll be back uh tomorrow as we count down to the dolphins and the mighty south sydney rabbitos what a game what a thursday night game that is gonna be we're gonna take the show out i'm tonight. gonna wear my smith's crisps jersey i'm wearing it as well yeah i'm gonna wear it as well uh, mine's very tight <laughs> Takes my boobs. South Sydney. We're going to take you out with this tonight. Buggy you, Dolphins fans. Even Dolphins love the song.